0: Beyond Synth 379. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio. Now get the
1: fuck out of here.
0: Up next, Marco
2: and Andy spin the best in new synth wave, dark synth, synth pop, and electronic tunes. It's the Marco and Andy Power Hour.
0: It's the Marco and Andy Hour Hour.
2: With Andy Last. Well, you know I love Goldeneye. And Marco Marek. I'm from fucking Australia! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's time for a spooky Halloween! Marco and Andy, Power Hour. And as a gift to you this week, I'll do the intro, right? So you don't even have to do it. You don't get to get mad at me. That's
1: fucking awesome, mate. Bloody <laughs> hell, that's great.
2: <laughs> Happy Halloween, or Halloween's in a few days, or maybe it just passed. I don't know when this is going to air, but this is the Halloween show.
1: Very excited about this one, Andy. We picked some dark synth
2: tracks. Oh, yeah. I just realized that I haven't done birthday announcements in two months, and uh, some other things. We watched the movie Dead Dead Heat, which I guess is sort of a Halloween-related. I don't know <laughs> if it really is. Well,
1: it, it does have horror themes, I guess, but it's more of a buddy cop action type movie. I guess comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. that. <laughs> it's pretty good. So we watched that, so we'll talk about that,
2: and we got all these things to do. I've got some ball school updates. Nice. I've been wondering about that. Yeah, since the last time I talked to you, <laughs> I've gotten three emails from the ball school. So, you know, it's a, this is a proper Halloween show for people that don't know. I get these emails from some German gym that has, like, basketball games or volleyball games for kids, and it's called the ball school, and for some reason they send me messages. I'm on their mailing list. <laughs> and don't know why the letters are in German, so maybe there's a German, like, Mr. Last out there. He's got the same email address as I do. And he likes balls. And like he likes you balls.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, that's why I wonder why I'm on the list, because I love balls. <laughs> I feel like this German guy just likes them, so I don't know why. But whatever. Anyway, the point is, we're all having a good time. It's spooky season. Are you having a
1: good spooky season? So far, so good. I really like it here in America, because uh, Halloween's a lot more celebrated, being the northern hemisphere it's fall now so all the leaves are turning and 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 it's just really cool so and you know me i love horror movies and all things horror so this is one of my favorite months of the year
2: i think we've talked about this before because i remember seeing pictures of you going to like halloween parties and stuff when you were back in australia but was that was it more of like just like a fun adult like they would have the the halloween party get drunk but yeah
1: it's more of a fun adult thing and they have them around they're not everywhere so I do get into that, but th- people don't really trick or treat. People don't decorate the houses. I mean, there's none of that. I mean, it really isn't here. It's really cool because everybody does. You know, kids still go trick or treating and stuff. Um, so it's pretty awesome. You know, it's not just an adult thing where you go out drinking to parties and stuff. It's it's a whole community type thing. You know, here I love it. Plus, a spring over there when it's um, when Halloween comes around. So they should uh, they should change the date. Yeah, yeah, they should. All right. I'm I'm just trying to solve the world's problems, man. One problem at a time. Either way, we don't have fall anyway, so the leaves really don't fall off the trees. We don't have the color change, so it it doesn't really matter. I mean, it kind of looks pretty similar at all, all times of the year, so... Well, I'll tell you what does matter. What?
2: Is listening to cool dark synth music. And uh, we got some spooky tunes and some uh, just cool Halloween-y kind of tracks. And uh, let's listen to some right now, and then we'll keep chatting. Yeah, sounds good. I got a cool one here from Ron Cannon from the album Prisoners. I'm going to say this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporter, Mike Shima, the king of the Pattersons. He's a cool guy. And uh, thank you for your support. You and Mike Erdahl. I just posted the Mike Erdahl episode on YouTube. That was the one you and I did with uh, Mike. Yeah, that was cool. And we were talking about, like, cyberpunk and stuff, so I made him look like Johnny Silverhand from Cyberpunk. <laughs> so it's just, it cuts between you and me and CGI Keanu Reeves. Uh, but thanks for your support, and since I missed the birthday announcements, I would also like to say a very spooky belated birthday uh, from September 10th to Electromechanic. I hope you had a lovely birthday Two months ago. Now let's listen to this. This is Ron Cannon with six shadows. With six shadows by Ron Cannon from the album Prisoners on this spooky Halloween Marco and Andy Power Hour and I'm here with Marco. We're having a good time. Yes, we're definitely
1: having a good time, Andy. Great pick there, mate. Like that track
2: a lot. Well, it's got a cool bassline. I uh, I like those kind of those sort of cinematic uh, carpentry tripe uh, tripe carpentry type tracks. Right. Tripe. <laughs> How'd you like that fucking (laughs) trape?
1: Have you played any spooky games? I was just complaining about that I have to cancel my PlayStation subscription because the games have been shit lately and I don't really even log in. And just as I said that the other day, they had... uh Oh, fuck. What was the name? Uh, ghost? Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't remember what it is now. Ghost fuckers. No, it's a Ghost Protocol, but it's not it. It is something protocol, I think. Oh, Callisto. Oh, fuck. Callisto. Yes. So just as I was saying that, they got an awesome new horror game out, Callisto Protocol, which I just downloaded. So I'm looking forward to playing that, mate. I've uh, been wanting to play it for a while. And I'm kind of glad I held off on buying it because it's bloody free now. <laughs> when you do your PlayStation, do you do it by the year or by the month? I do it by the year, and uh, it, it's a lot cheaper that way. I think it's like 60 something dollars last time. It renews in April, and I was actually going to cancel it, but I forgot, and then it paid for a whole year. I was like, fuck, all right, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> next year, next year I'll cancel it, you know. I did the same thing, but mine renews
2: in January, but I did cancel it because I'm just like... You did? I'm trying to focus on just playing the games I actually paid money for, and I got Xbox, you know, the Game Pass, and I started kind of playing Starfield again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to play that. Yeah it's nice to relax too so I've been sort of doing that and I've been really enjoying my I got uh, an Amber Nick RGX 35 whatever it's like one of those little mini Game Boy things that you can put uh, game ROMs on. Oh
1: I know the one yeah that looks pretty cool.
2: You know what it's really cool I'm really happy with it and it's cheap I mean I think American it's like 70 bucks American or something and it's got a nice little screen Mm -hmm. it's perfect for uh, playing old Super Nintendo and Sega and stuff because those games the text is big so even though the Screens yeah. like a three and a half inch screen, it doesn't feel small because like those games, it's like a perfect resolution for those types of games.
1: It is, yeah. Because
2: like I know some people they like they want the power because they want to put emulators and play like PlayStation Three games on their phone and shit. But for me, I just wanted something that I could just like you know like a little pick up and play thing. Instead of taking your phone to the can, you know, you'd take a fucking little Game Boy and I've been playing Bomberman. Nice. <laughs> so it's like nice classic game, easy to play pick up and play and when you press the reset button on the side of the system it does a save state Mm -hmm. so like when you
1: boot it back up you're just right back in the game like exactly where you were oh sweet sweet does it come with the games already loaded on or do you have to load them yourself
2: it does but I opted to replace it with a so some nerds online made their own custom firmware like operating system Mm -hmm. garlic OS it's called because the one that comes with the system it's fine but it comes with a bunch of like kind of Chinese ROM Mm-hmm. Like, I went to go play SimCity on the Super Nintendo, and it was all in Chinese.
1: Nah, no, that sucks. So,
2: like, I couldn't read Understand it. I
1: anything, yeah.
2: Yeah, so some of the games were in English, some of them were not... And so I just opted to change it because the the custom firmware Garlic OS, it's also, it offers some more features as well of like when you're doing your save states and stuff like that. So I I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't hard to do.
0: Cool.
2: I've already got most of the ROMs I want anyways. Yeah. Because it's the same ones. Like I already have a folder on my computer of like, you know, SNES and Sega ROMs and all that shit. And so mm-hmm. I just dumped them on. Yeah, that's the main ones. Maybe some arcade games too. And, and that's pretty much about it really, right? Yeah, it's a little finicky with the arcade games. But then there's some that work Mm. because there was like these sort of ROMs that are like Capcom arcade ROMs. And for some reason they run fine, but... For example, Mortal Kombat runs a bit choppy on it. You're right. So I play like the Super Nintendo version, but it's not as good as the arcade, but it's still, I guess, one of the better. Hey, anyway, well, look, listen, man. Okay. We can talk <laughs> more about it, but we got to play some music. <laughs> yes, we do. Today is a music-packed day, so you tell me what you want to listen to.
1: All right, well, there's a new album out from Future Fate. He's a producer from Melbourne, Australia. He's been around for a while. He's, uh kind of does his own thing, more on the dark side, and uh, his music's always really good. And his new album that he's just brought what ad is called Beyond Hyperdome. It's available on Bandcamp and other streaming services. The artwork on this one is freaking amazing. Like, I don't know if you've had a look. It looks so good. It is done by a really talented person called Visual Amnesia. I had trouble picking just one track. I was I was going to go with Kruger, but I actually decided to go with Militant.
2: I should say this track is brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters like Dinner Dog. Dinner Dog's a cool guy, and you know who else is cool? Tiber83. He's a cool guy as well and thank you uh, both for supporting the show and a very belated birthday to Rama Branch Rama! (laughs) I hope you had a lovely September 12th birthday and I hope it was spooky? I don't know. Alright, so let's listen to this man, this is Future Fate with Militant militant by future fate on this spooky marco and andy power hour and a very happy belated birthday to ross bruce september the 15th ross bruce i hope you had a very spooky september 15th birthday and i hope you marco had a very spooky september 18th birthday jesus christ andy
1: a bit late on those ones (laughs) <laughs> I did So long ago I can't even remember No I had a pretty good night I had to work But that's alright We had a good weekend We um, went out for dinner And stuff So it was pretty good Yeah and fucked <laughs> No Well maybe <laughs> No I don't talk about My wife like that Okay Hey
2: man I know I know We're all classy people here And that's what's cool About us Yes we are <laughs> <laughs> Did you have, like, a little, like, cupcake with a candle in it at work?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, not at work, but, no, my wife made some cupcakes, she was really good with that stuff, so I brought some to work with me, and shared some with my colleagues, and she always makes really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we went out and had a nice dinner the night before, I think it was, and uh, we went out to, it was a really nice lookout spot where, um, yeah, they make just had a really nice dinner, it's pretty expensive, but just gourmet stuff, and it was a really good view, it was a beautiful day, stayed for the sunset, had a couple of drinks, and uh, and then went home to, sleep (laughs) (laughs) because i can't handle my drinks anymore these days (laughs) you know what man sometimes
2: just getting home and sleeping is like the nicest thing in the world dude it really is (laughs) i know oh speaking of this is a horrible segue we were just sort of talking about cooking i bought a device Uh that is the most useful kitchen trendy thing like you know when people tell you to buy stuff and it's like oh you know you get a deep fryer you can make your own fries and you use it like three times and then like you never use it again or like a juicer
1: yeah totally know that
2: I got a fucking air fryer and I gotta say it has been the most useful, trendy kitchen thing I've ever bought in my life. I use it every day. Since I bought it, I've used it every single day. I love
1: it. Dude, they're really good. My, my wife bought one a couple of years back, but we same thing. We hardly ever use it. I don't know what it is. It's just... Like, we just got used to using the oven. and But our element, heat element, went out on the oven, so we're without, you know, we're not able to use it for, like, a few days till I fixed it. And then we started, we did a whole fucking roast in the thing, and it came out incredible, man. Like, a lot faster, and it just came out so good. And then we did, we did um garlic knots in there as well, and it came out incredible as well. So um, we started to use it a lot more since then. <laughs> yeah, because
2: we're living in modern times now where, you know, like, all my kids, they want different meals at dinner time instead of being, you know, like, old school where parents would just be like you either eat this food or you don't eat it all or whatever but I'm like a one of these soft dads who's just like okay I'll make yours without the sauce and okay I'll make hot dogs for you and I'll make your fucking <laughs> chicken nuggets for you and so I got the air fryer that has it's got like two baskets it's the ninja foodie so it's got like two little drawers mm-hmm. it's been so fucking useful because it's like now it's like I got a pot going maybe with something for one person and then like oh my daughter wants chicken nuggets so I just put chicken Nuggets in the one basket, and then the other basket, I'm fucking like you know reheating pizza, and it's great for reheating pizza because you can't reheat pizza in the microwave because it fucking sucks. Yeah, comes
1: out like shit.
2: I know, like I'm not a fucking dummy, like I know that the term air fryer is a, it's a marketing gimmick thing because it's not actually frying it's just they say that because it like sounds nice but it is just a small oven but it's so much more convenient than using an actual oven because like when I'm like cooking a steak in it you know you don't have to put on oven mitts and fucking pull out a tray and see what's going on like you just fucking grab the handle just fucking press pause look at it Flip it. Sometimes I can even fucking flip things just by holding the handle of the basket and just fucking flip the food <laughs> inside and just fucking slide it back in. Press play. Yeah. So even though it is just doing what an oven does, it's so convenient. Like, I had steak for breakfast the other day. Just because all you got to do is just put it in the basket and press play and then just fucking wait 15 minutes. Then you got to steak. Press It's fucking awesome. (laughs) Dude, I fucking love it, man. Like, I do hot dogs in there. They kind of taste more like when you get them on the street because they're, like, sort of cooked all the Mm. way around. Yep. Anyway, that's my fucking report on that. I got an air fryer and I really like it. Nice. But don't believe the fucking gimmicks when people tell you the fries will taste like they're fried. They do not. They still taste like oven fries. But... They are crispy all the way around, so that's the one difference. But they still taste like they were cooked in an oven. Like, they don't taste like fried food.
1: No, no, they don't. It's a little deceiving when they call it air fryer. Yeah. like I mean, the fryer part because it it's just basically a little convection oven. That's what it is, really. Yes. But no, they're very, very handy, for sure.
2: Again, because most of the cooking I do is always either boiling things in a fucking pot or frying things on a frying pan. Yep. But I very rarely use the oven just because it, it always feels like it's just more work. You know, you got the fucking fo- tray, you got to put mitts on, you got to preheat, you got to do all this stuff. And so just being able to cook things like oven style things, but not have to put in as much effort and fucking bacon in the air fryer is awesome oh, i haven't tried that yet is that pretty good fucking great man because you don't have to fucking do anything nice. you don't get sprayed with oil you just throw it in the basket and every five minutes just sort of stir <laughs> it around the oil fucking drips down to the bottom of the basket what i'm gonna do i bought these little racks for the inside of the baskets mm-hmm. and so my next experiment is i'm gonna see if i can do a whole breakfast simultaneously in that thing because I'll do one basket will have the bacon, then the other basket will have potatoes on the bottom, and then on the shelf, I'm going to get, like, silicone egg mm-hmm. forms. You know, like when you crack an egg and you make, like, a poached egg? But you can get little forms, so, like, it, they, it'll be, like, a nice perfect circle.
1: Oh, so it stays in the yeah, shape or whatever.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to do that, nice. put the eggs on the top shelf, fucking potatoes in the bottom shelf, and then cook them all at the same time. <laughs> and then just fucking dump it out. Anyway, listen, we got it. <laughs> You gotta play a track. Happy Halloween, everybody! Okay, so let's listen to this. Uh, I don't uh, actually know how to pronounce this artist's name. Surprise. It's S-N-T-H-S-T-R. At first, I thought it was Synth Star because of the missing vowels. But when I looked at their band camp and stuff, it all seems to be dark synth kind of music. So I'm going to assume that it is Synthister, like Sinister. I did message them, but they didn't get back to me. So I'm just going to assume it's Synthister, and this is a track they did with PLTN and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters we are talking about Brandon Decker you're a cool guy these have all been people in the $50 club by the way very special people along with Timothy Carlton the coolest guy in town and a happy belated birthday to Krizag Hatterack on September the 18th I hope your birthday was spooky now enjoy this track this is Synthesturf Featuring PLTN with Trisula. And that was Synthester and PLTN with Trisula from the album Tabula Smaragdina. And we're having a very spooky Halloween show, Marco and I, Marco and Andy, Power Hour. Um, I just got very excited about Air Fryer so we can move on now. I just wanted to tell everybody (laughs) because sometimes the hype is real. Like there's a gimmicky thing and it's like, oh, wow, that actually turned out to be really useful. Or you get, you know, Crocs. Actually, people do really like Crocs.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I know we don't want to keep going on about it, but yeah, no, I do like it. Um, the only thing, we try to do fries in there, and I actually probably, probably prefer the fries in the regular oven just because we put a lot of butter and fucking oil and shit on there. Seems to work better in the oven, but I haven't experimented that much with it yet, so we'll see. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do some more because I, I do want to try and figure out fries because it is convenient, like I say, because you can fucking shake the mm. basket. That's the nice thing is just taking mm. it out of the thing and just fucking giving the fries a toss and just sticking it right back in and pressing play. That's like the best part of the whole thing. I haven't tried to do a roast
1: yet, though. Oh, the roast was incredible. It was so fast and really well-cooked, evenly cooked. Is
2: that when you do the thing where you put the, like, you sear the meat and then you put it in, but then you throw in, like, potatoes and carrots and stuff and, like, onions, like like that? No,
1: I think we had we had a massive roast, so I only barely fit in there. It was, like, seven and a half pound beef roast. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fucking big. So we were like, fuck, I hope it fits in there. And it just fit in there. So we didn't really have room for a hell of a lot else. But no, it, it, it cooked it incredibly. Um, it was really good. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, I
2: just get such joy at just annoying the audience. <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs>
1: You're an asshole. I
2: just always picture those people just clacking away at the keyboard like, what the fuck is this show? I still get those comments all the time. People complain when yeah. I take too long to ask a question or just like, what is this fucking shit? There's too much talking. And then like to do a Halloween show feature.
1: Power 85 wannabes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I still don't get that one. That one Someone wrote weird. that as a, as a comment. It's got to be a joke. Well, I get it's that it's meant to
2: be like a dig. Like it's supposed to be like, I'm insulting you with this sentence but i don't understand the sentiment of No, you were on power 85 at once i know like, well that don't <laughs> even make sense <laughs> that's what i mean it makes no sense no that's the thing <laughs> my pet peeve in the world of like trollish internet shit yeah is when people think they've got one up on you but they haven't and they've just said something stupid. That is my biggest pet peeve in the world. Someone who <laughs> insults you and they think they've just said something clever, like a clever insult, but it's fucking stupid or it doesn't make sense. That to me annoys me way more than an actual proper insult,
1: yeah,
2: or something that's true, yeah, because that can cut deeper. Like if someone just like "fuck," you sound like an asshole. It's just like, oh, maybe I do, you know. But <laughs> when someone says a comment that's like, y- you can picture them sitting back at their computer, like, <laughs> got him. And you read the comment, you're like, listen, even. Make fucking sense Like you don't deserve To feel smug right now Because what you said Sucks Like it's It's not a proper insult Yeah cause they said Fucking Power 85 Wannabes Yeah that's fine It's like, what do you mean wannabe? So if you make a podcast that plays Synthwave, you're all just copying the first podcast to play Synthwave music? As if Steve invented the concept of playing music and talking in between songs. And wouldn't that make Steve and Power 85 a radio station wannabe? Because that's how he structured his show. Like, is every radio station in the world (laughs) just a wannabe of of the radio station that's in the next town over? Like, if you see a kid playing basketball, is he just a Michael Jordan wannabe? Like, if you see a guy driving around Car Is he just a fucking Henry Ford wannabe? <laughs> like, if you talk about a movie you just watched, are you a fucking Roger Ebert wannabe? Like, I just don't get the sentiment. It drives me
1: crazy. <laughs> I love it how much it bugs you. I just, uh, to me, it don't bother me because it's just so stupid, but... Uh, I know, but I, like, I think that's what funny. bugs
2: me about it. I, I get annoyed by stupidity more than I like when someone says just a real, true, cutting insult. Yeah, it can still hurt my feelings, but at least I'm like, "Yeah, they got me." Like, you know, like they said a thing that cut to the core. It's just, nothing bugs me more then someone who makes an an insult and has that smug satisfaction of like, gotcha, but what they said sucks. Mm. It's just like, you don't deserve the fucking the satisfaction that you just said something that makes sense, but at the same time, I don't know how to respond. Mm. I, I just messaged back with their own name. I didn't say anything. I, like, I got a message back with something that is equally nonsensical. That's
1: the only way I can fight this thing. That's the way you have to. You have to, yeah. Yeah,
2: just, just write back a, just a nonsense sentence or like some weird non sequitur. There's nothing to do with anything anything mm. and just be like hey man like that's what you get for fucking saying dumb shit to me listen play <laughs> play your song <laughs> happy
1: halloween marco
2: play me a song yeah
1: i got a nice dark synth track here from heartbeat hero just came out on friday the 13th actually Ooh. and uh the song is called friday the 13th too crazy, huh? Yeah. And uh, this is actually really good. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, Well done, Heartbeat Hero, Daniel. Well, how about this? And before
2: we listen to it, let's do a special belated birthday shout out to Jonathan, a.k.a. Binkley. I hope you had a lovely September 19th birthday and it was spooky along with Vincent Tain, a.k.a. Vincent, on September the 20th. I hope your birthday was even spookier than Binkley's birthday. How about that? Now, uh, let's listen to this, man. This Heartbeat Hero with Friday
4: the 13th.
2: That was Friday the 13th by Heartbeat Hero, and we're back. The spooky Marco and Andy power hour on this Halloween. Speaking of skimming through movies, I skimmed through two remakes. I skimmed through the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street remake Aww. and the Friday the 13th remake. I skimmed through both They're of them. both horrible. Horrible. Like, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah. What a pointless thing. Like, I just watched it and fast forward. I'm like, why was this even made? Like, this movie does nothing better than the original. Nah. Like, not a single fucking thing. It really doesn't.
1: I, I actually turned that one off. We, we rented it out because i used to give these movies a chance you know the remakes reboots whatever you want to call them and it was so bad i mean it really was i turned it off after 40 minutes i was like fuck this you know like this is just ridiculous i just i'll I'll watch the original thank you you know pointless absolutely
2: pointless i mean obviously most remakes are bad but sometimes there's an argument to be made sometimes there's good ones you know well the technology's better now so we can maybe do some of these Mm. effects better and some of these ideas could be better realized but in the case of like nightmare on elm street it's like nothing is better. Nah. Like, the old one just has a cooler atmosphere. Freddy's way better. The effects are cool, like in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies.
1: Yeah. The music's
2: great. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. I skimmed through the Friday the 13th one as well. And that's another one that's really weird. Like, they tried to... They tried to sort of condense the story, so it's like, it's a remake, but it sort of features the
1: mom getting killed right at the start of the movie. I saw that one in the cinema, and honestly, like, it was so unmemorable. Is that the word? Unmemorable, yeah. That, there's only a couple scenes that I remember, and the rest just fade away because it's just it, another pointless one. I thought, but I think it's Michael Bay probably did both of them, didn't he? He had a habit of rebooting everything at that. Well, time. it's
2: his company. It's that Platinum Dunes, yeah. And they were, yeah, they were doing a bunch of those uh, horror remakes. Yeah, this one was weird. Like, it, but it just starts so horribly just because the the acting of the mom. Because like that's like the opening scene. It's like you're basically seeing the end of the original movie, and she's like killing the last girl or whatever, and just like you kill. My son Jason, and now I'm gonna kill you or whatever. It was like, it was like so bad. And then, like, then she gets her head cut off, and then you hear her voice, like, talking to Jason. He's like, picks up her little locket and's like, kill for mommy. It was just, it was so stupid. It was like, uh, really dumb. Not that the Friday the 13th movies are good movies necessarily, but it's like,
4: Jason, my special, special boy. They must be punished, Jason for what they did to you
1: for what they did to me kill for mother dude the worst was like in this I still don't understand this exactly there's a movie from some people like it some people hate it. Whatever. A cabin Fever from 2002. I think it was one of Eli Roth's first movies. And it was really good. I really, really liked it. Okay. So that movie was great. Then they decided to do a, uh, a reboot, remake. I don't really understand what happened there. It came out in 2016. And it's literally the same movie, scene for scene. Everything's the same. And it's even got some of the same actors. And I'm like, what What am I going... Is this like a parallel universe or something I'm in? Because... I just don't understand why they even bothered doing this It's not even that far apart, like sometimes they'll do I get it, maybe it's been 40 or 50 years and they want to bring it to a new audience or something, but mm-hmm. the, the other one isn't even that old, like I just don't understand why they did it, it's exactly the fucking same.
2: And there's also been these weird unnecessary remakes in TV like especially when they localize a show for like an American audience, for example but like we all speak English like there was this crime drama in England called Broadchurch, which had like an actor who played Doctor Who, and then they did an. imagine American version where David Tennant plays the same character and it's a similar story but it takes place in the States and he just does like a weird American accent and it's like just why like we all we all speak and understand English like just watch the British one you know like sometimes what makes a movie or TV special like is the location like it is the actors Mm -hmm. you know maybe the charm is the fact that you know the movie or show you know takes place in like a quirky English town or some you know remote place in New Zealand or something and like I can understand Understand doing a remake if there's a language difference, right? Like if the show yeah. was originally like a Danish cop show or something, yep. but when it's already in English, yeah. I don't know if they think like just American audiences can't take it or whatever. But then I don't know. So strange. I just don't, it just seems like such a waste. Like just like just make something else. Like I don't know why. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Fuck them. I don't
3: get it. I don't get
2: it. The point is, a Friday the Thirteenth is a spooky time, and nothing's more spooky than listening to cool dark synth music, so I'd like to listen to another track. And, you know, it's kind of hard to do a Dark Synth show without listening to some Dead Life. We should do that now. I've been thinking about him lately, because he was playing Baldur's Gate 3, I think, when it was back in the beta, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about it, and that was before all the hype about the fucking uh, bear fucking and all that shit.
1: <laughs> you always bring that up. You always
2: bring that up. I love it. Every time. <laughs> well, I, just, I wonder if he was if he <laughs> knew about that and wasn't telling me. Oh, that's hilarious. So look, let's listen to some Dead Life. I'll say that it's uh, brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters like randy like hugh Hefner, and robot conglomerate and knut emil johannison remember well <laughs> you had to think about it for a sec we talked to him before remember yeah we did and uh, since then i've fucked up the name again emil you're a cool guy and so is zach now listen to this <laughs> this is dead life with neo enema By Dead Life from the album God in the Machine, and we are here in the machine right now in your podcast app on your computer, on your tablet, in your phone. Marco and I having a spooky Halloween. Yes,
1: we are indeed
2: we are. And uh, I thought you'd like to know that, dear parents, due to no, was it now? <laughs> I'm looking at the I'm looking at the ball school announcements. <laughs> okay, well, this was back in September twelfth. Dear parents, due to illness, we have to start the ball schools tomorrow, September 12th. Cancel again. We ask for your forgiveness. Best regards, the ball school team. That one sort of translated funny. Due to illness, we have to start the ball schools tomorrow. Cancel again. Then there was another update, and this one is Ungluckus Weis Musenwir de Ballschulen and Abskin dwert bitten em versgug. Which uh, translates to Uh-oh. Unfortunately, we have to cancel the ball schoolin'. The ball school will resume as usual. Oh! What? I'm reading these backwards. Oh my god. In this email, they're saying we have to cancel the ball ballschulen on August 29th and September 5th, but don't worry, it will resume on September 12th, and then there's the email from September 12 saying due to illness we got to cancel the ball school again again they're just fucking canceling this ball school left and right we hope you had a nice summer holiday despite the weather you will receive this email to let you know that your child is currently registered in the ball school from age of five the ball school starts again on august 22 oh see i'm I'm reading these all backwards the the point is that in german one of the sentences is trotz
1: de wetters i need to learn how to read german (laughs) I just wish I had ball schools when I was young, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with these things? <laughs>
1: I like bars. You have balls. <laughs> <laughs> so did the, so. Are, do, are you telling me you played Callisto Protocol? No, I just literally, just today, I had to set an alarm, because I keep forgetting, because I've been working a lot. I set an alarm to remind me to fucking download it. Well, at least to, first off, just to accept it, so it's in my library, you know. Yeah. And I'm in the process of downloading it, which i got slow internet, as everybody knows, so it's going to take forever. But no, I just had to make sure I don't miss out, you know. i missed out before. It's like, oh, I didn't even check all month. And then it's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. They had some great free games, you know. Uh, so no, I was pretty stoked to get that one. That's that's yeah, definitely. You don't want to play Gotham Knights? No, not really. Uh, I was thinking about playing uh, Resident <laughs> Evil Village too. I still have that, and I haven't even played that yet. So I should be playing it, seeing as it's October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have a lot of time because we're watching. A, I'm trying to watch a movie every day for October. You know, so I see a lot of people doing it online, and we've been doing it for this is our third year that we've uh, that we've been doing it. So any good recommendations? I have plenty. But uh, you don't like him, so. <laughs> well, I
0: mean,
2: for the audience, I mean, look, I, I'm not a big fan of like movies that are just about fucking gratuitous mauling and torturing of people. Well, but, then like, you
1: definitely, well, you definitely won't like Terrifier too. Then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we watched that the other night, and that is so much gore. Like, but it's practical effects too, so I really liked it, and it's done quite well. I honestly didn't really like the first movie. I thought it was pretty average. I don't think it was terrible. I just just wasn't anything that good but the second one's pretty good it's a little long-winded i think it goes for like two hours and ten minutes and i'm not really sure why <laughs> like they kind of drag it out a little bit like it's not a it's not a complex movie they just but obviously the gore and the special effects are really good and and the soundtrack obviously featuring artists like kyle and miami nights 1984 So that was really awesome to see that. And I know they're making a third one. It was quite a success, so that's kind of cool. So I do recommend that. I think I sort of skimmed through that one as well. So is he supernatural? Well, he has to be. I don't don't even know, because originally the character was introduced in some short movies that the director did. And he was in Hallow's Eve, Mm. which I've never seen. So I don't know... Where he came from, or why why he's basically invincible, I don't have an answer for that. That I certainly don't explain it in Terrifier one or two. So <laughs> I guess it's just like eighties horror movies—you just come to accept that they're invincible. I skimmed through it, and it looked like at the
2: end there was some like little girl that was maybe like an angel or a ghost or something.
1: Did that have anything to do with anything? Nah. Well, I'm just trying to remember what it was. There was a reasoning for it, and I don't tell you till the end. She's actually some girl that lived. At one point. I don't remember the exact... Uh, what it was, but... it don't really explain anything, no. Not really. But I guess that's what the third movie's going to be for, right? That's my
2: favorite part is when they just start to drive these horror franchises into the ground when they finally do explain it and it's horrible. The other day I was also... I skim through a lot of movies. It's like one of my habits is I'll turn on Tubi and just fast forward. And I got to watch a lot of like diaper commercials. Nice. For some reason it's just Listen like... This. Tubi, I don't know what commercials you get, but like I get a lot of like diaper commercials and commercials for like <laughs> banks
1: and detergent. Those are like <laughs> The three I get weird medications And I get For like Online credit shit I always get that one for I can't remember What company it is But Oh you need $500 fast <laughs> Well this there There's no fees You know like It's always some Weird shit like that Yeah <laughs> No I don't get No damn diapers I don't know What that's about Andy Well I
2: guess They localize The commercials Cause like Some of my commercials Are mm. in French as well
1: Oh really No we definitely Don't get that
2: And we don't do uh, We don't do Medication commercials In Canada so that's oh. part of it as well. We do casinos, so they there is that like Bet MGM stuff where like the you know the online casino games. So we do get commercials for that. That's the main problem with these online streaming video sites that have commercials is they just loop the same commercials. Mm -hmm. So it's not like TV where you see like a bunch of random ads like it's always like if you start watching the movie and you get like an ad for Skittles every commercial break is that just same Skittles ad like it's just the same one over and over again and like it gets really annoying (laughs) (laughs) it's like all right, I've seen this before and it is really weird to be watching a whole fucking horror movie and then just cuts to like just like laughing babies in a diaper commercial Uh, and then like (laughs) then it just cuts back to like, oh, here's this fucking weird clown, like, just filleting some lady. And then <laughs> this
1: is weird. Filleting. <laughs> <laughs> <Laying. laughs> uh. Listen, man. <laughs> Play me a song. Uh, is it my turn or yours? I thought it was yours. Maybe mine. No, it's yours. All right. If it's mine, then I got a cool new track here from Extra Terror and BMX Escape. Cool little collab. That came out in time for Halloween. The track is called Neurovolt and it bangs. Yeah, man. Well, fucking, I like cool music. What? What? <laughs>
0: Fuck me. Sorry.
2: I don't know what that was. Oh, that's great. Jesus uh. Christ. Ten years. Ten years plus doing this show. Listen, I want to uh I want to wish a very a very belated uh, Halloween birthday here. We're from October the second, we got Franz Verga And on October 6th, we got Chatterek. Happy birthday to both of you. I don't even know if those guys even listen to the show anymore, but look, happy birthday to you guys. And uh belated. But I uh, hope it was spooky and cool. They
1: gave up listening because you wouldn't hey, man. You know you wouldn't say happy birthday to them. They go it, it, it happens. Sometimes people They, they died they, waiting.
2: <laughs> sometimes, you know, people want their shout-outs, man. When they don't get it, they're like, hey man, where's my fucking shout-out, bro? And I'm like,
0: fuck you!
2: (laughs) As I continue to hemorrhage money, let's listen to this. This is Extra Terra and BMX Escape with NeuroVolt. (laughs) Was NeuroVolt by ExtraTerra and BMX Escape on this spooky Halloween Marco and Andy Power Hour? And uh, I would uh, personally like to wish a very belated birthday to Jean Christophe Leconte on October the 6th, and also a Star Apart on October the 6th. That's right, we had like three October the 6th birthdays. I think I point this out every year. Mm-hmm. A Star Apart is a cool guy, and I hope your birthday was cool. And let's pretend that I wished you a happy birthday on October the 6th, along with you, Mr. LeConte.
1: And now. Marco. Yes. What else did you watch besides Terrifier 2? My wife's recommendation, I saw The Sentinel, which is from, I believe it's 1977. That was pretty good. I've never seen that before. That was genuinely creepy. Uh, I think that was on Tubi, but that's got some real creepy scenes in it. What's The Sentinel? I don't know. It's just a creepy supernatural kind of film, I guess. All sorts of weird shit happening, and then you kind of find out at the end why. Cool. robots no it's to do with like the gates of hell opening up in this apartment building and uh she's being picked as a center well i'm kind of spoiler alert it, it is a 1977 movie for christ's sakes yeah so you know <laughs> you
2: know what i miss <laughs> what here's the things i miss i know when we've been talking privately about movies i've been going off on on runtime lately so i miss movies that are an hour and 20 minutes and i miss like in the 70s how like every movie just ends with the main character dying and then it just cuts to credits immediately yeah that's the thing they gotta bring back they gotta bring that back man I was watching uh, American Werewolf in London mm-hmm. and that's another one where like literally the second he's dead it just fucking cuts immediately to credits like just like well movie's it does. over
1: it's so abrupt I love it I love yeah. movies like
2: there's so many movies like that especially the 70s because it's always just like this weird dreary thing and then it'll just end and the main character's just standing there and all of a sudden they just get shot out of nowhere and just fall over and then it does like one of those really long zooms where like it starts and it's really grainy because like it's like <laughs> on old film they probably have like a bunch of manual fucking lenses to do the zoom in mm-hmm. and then it just zooms out this weird grainy shot of just the main character dead and then just starts playing weird synth music with the credits rolling like that to me that's an ending all movies should end that way Yeah,
1: i love those old endings they don't do like that anymore i don't think my wife likes them like but i i got so used to watching the old movies and a lot of them did end like that and just real morbid endings like for me, the best ending is when all the everybody dies. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, great. <laughs> no, those
2: are awesome. I mean, the one thing that frustrates me about, like, the, the slasher movies, mm-hmm. they always feel pointless to me because it's, like, an hour and a half, you're watching the thing, and then they think they've killed the bad guy. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is building up to, how do we defeat him? Well, if we fucking recite the verses from this thing, he'll go back to hell and whatever. And... and and so they work up to this fucking climax with like the remaining characters who are still alive. They send the thing back to hell, and the movie just ends where they're like well I guess we did it then the fucking guy just jumps through the mirror and kills them and and then it just cuts to credits and it's like so then what the fuck was the point of this like there was no there's no ending like it's like we stopped him it leads up to this thing that's like an ending but they always have this final button all of the movies always have this final button where the bad guy is just still alive (laughs) and then kills like the last person or like the second last person and then there's a loud sound and it cuts to black to me it always just seems like a really cheap ending like I don't mind when they resurrect them in the sequel but it always feels silly because then it's like so what was the point of this so it's just basically just an hour and a half of people getting murdered and no one solved anything and and oftentimes when the character comes back to life for the final shot they're not damaged like you know you'll watch and like they'll burn them and they'll throw spears through them and they're all fucked up and then they're dead like jason but in the final shot where he shows up again he's like wearing a nice clean outfit (laughs) like he got to reset or whatever and it's like it just every movie man Oh, we finally defeated Freddy in his dreams and then oh but he just comes out into the real world and pulls the mom through the window and like so he can do that? So, like, you didn't stop him and he has the power to come into the real world and suck people through windows?
1: Like, anyway, whatever. Yeah, and no, I love those innings. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like the original Friday the 13th, you know? Like, she's in the water in a canoe or whatever daydreaming and then the Jason actually jumps out of the water and grabs her. It's like, it's just so fucking ridiculous. I love it, though.
2: <laughs> also, it makes no sense. Mm. So, like, the lady's just like, oh, my son drowned or whatever, and he just was just living in the forest? Yeah. Like, at no point ever tried to make contact I, with his I mom? Know. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, it's, it's the first... Oh, right. It's Because the first one, it's like, it's just the mum's the killer, right? So, Jason's non-existent. He's dead in the water or whatever, you know. I guess they never got the body. I don't know. And then right at the end of the movie, it's like... No, no, now it's Jason. He just decided to jump out of the water, finally. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's going to be him. You know, like, it is. It's just so out there. But anyway, we all love it, so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, just, it's always so silly, because like there's always that point where I'm waiting. Like, if it's a supernatural film, it always ends with someone, they put their head down, and they look up at the camera and scream, and their face kind of goes pale. And it's like, Bleh! And, you know, and then just cuts to black and if it's a slasher movie the slasher's just still alive <laughs> and he just smashes through the wall and kills the last person and we cut the credits but uh, whatever I guess that's just the, the nature it must be so funny like mm. to write a movie like that knowing full well exactly how your movie's gonna end Yeah, you know like just you're writing this movie and it's like but the final shot is like you think he's dead but he's not dead like the 80 other movies that do this <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'd like to put together a collage of all the horror films final shot because it always is just killer comes out of nowhere and just fucking kills the last person that is probably like 95% of horror film endings
1: yeah it is especially from that era for sure <laughs>
2: But look, I'll you got tell you. A track for us? Yes, uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the trend on this show is to listen to cool music, and uh, I got a cool one here from Replica from the album Hades. Let's hell, and it's a spooky place to be, especially on Halloween. And I would like to say a very belated birthday. Hey, it was Miami Nights' uh, birthday on October the eighth. How about that? Oh. Uh, yeah, he doesn't listen to this, so I don't care. Um, nah. We got uh, Energon cubes. On October the 16th, I hope you had an awesome October the 16th birthday. And Rachel and Sarah Buckelman, happy birthday to the Buckelman sisters, uh, is what I would have said on October the 18th when your birthday was. Happy belated birthday to you. And now let's listen to this. This is Replica with Descend to Hades. was Descend to Hades by Replica, and we're back with Marco and me, Andy, on the Marco and Andy Power Hour. It's Halloween,
1: it's a spooky time, Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, Have you ever beat Ghosts and Goblins? Dude, that game, first off, depends which version you're talking about. If you're talking the arcade, then no, that is probably the hardest game I've ever played, (laughs) and I tried I tried to beat it again about two, three years ago. Oh man, I just about. I stayed up all fucking night because I got up to that last bit and I still couldn't beat it. Fucking <laughs> game.
2: It's one of those things where I know people love their retro games and I always talk about how they're too hard and like I sort of get bored just because yeah. of how hard they are. That game's fucking stupid. Yeah. I love the music. I want to like that game. When I was a kid, I wanted to like that game because it's, you know, it's like you're fighting zombies and stuff, and you're a little knight, and the music's great, but I never made it literally past, like, the third screen, like, not even level, like, Uh I just, it's so hard, like, you just have to constantly be throwing your weapons, like, you basically have to be mashing the the attack button, you constantly be going left and right, and it's just so, it's too much, like and the villains just keep coming, Mm. so you never get that satisfaction of, like, clearing a screen and moving forward, like, it's just, that
1: game's bonkers. It is, it is, and uh, I mean, the furthest i've ever been is is not the final boss but the boss before that so you've got these two goblin guys flying around that you have to kill and and in ones you usually fight one and one's hard enough but you can manage but there's two one on each side and it's fucking it, man it's so difficult but the problem is you beat those and with all those get all that series of games uh, especially the early ones anyway if you finish it you have to go through again and play again with a special weapon so you've got to go through twice like, it's crazy. The original Ghost of Goblins, and that was like a fuck you to everybody. That's the way I took it. It was like, what? I finished it, and now you're telling me i got to start again and do it one more time? It's like, what? It should, just, so it should
2: just be a picture of the developers all just giving the finger. Yeah. And that's just the thing. Like, it doesn't even say the end or congratulations. Just fuck you.
1: So I was a huge fan of those games. They're okay, massive, right? I had... Ghosts and Goblins on the Commodore 64 and um, that was a lot easier on that version. Anyway, so that was the hardest one. Ghouls and Ghosts and people will complain that's hard. It's really not that difficult compared to Ghosts of Goblins it's fucking easy. But I had that on the Mega Drive and I played it a lot in the arcade and that was the same thing you have to play through again. But at least it wasn't anywhere near as difficult. And then uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts was the same freaking thing. Yeah, those games are great, though. Even even the first one, I have a special place in my heart. <laughs> but it's more like a pain in the ass. But uh, yeah, that that was ridiculously difficult, man.
2: Well, the song is
1: cool. It is. It is.
2: Was there ever an official reason why... It's called Ghosts and
1: Goblins, but then also Ghouls and Ghosts? No, no, it's a sequel. It's a direct sequel. Oh, is that
2: it? Ghouls and Ghosts is the sequel to Ghosts and Goblins? Yes, Ah, yes.
1: But instead of calling it Ghosts and Goblins 2, it's called Ghouls and Ghosts. Then... The third one, which is was not released in the arcade, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, is a completely different game, and it's a sequel again. It's the third one, and it just builds on the second one. And it's only it was well, I think it did get released on Mega Drive, I I, I think, but it was originally a release for um, Super Nintendo, and that had really good graphics. And bigger levels and, and better weapons and shit like that. But they're all sequels, yeah, to each other.
2: Okay, well, that's an easy enough explanation. <laughs> I yeah. was like, for some, I thought it was one of those weird translation things. Like, it's just, it's Ghosts and Goblins in the arcade, but then on console they changed it or whatever. But I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention because the game was so hard
1: that I, yeah. I just gave up like a little girl. <laughs> well, I remember being a kid and it was like, well, I must have been like fucking six years old or seven years old and we used to go to the arcade that was right at the cinema when we went out as a family and you know my dad would give us a few quarters well they weren't quarters they were 20 cent coins because we didn't have quarters in australia but and me and my brother would have like half an hour to play some games and and ghosts and goblins was you know there and i had already had a love for horror movies you know began pretty early and that was probably the first dark Horror themed video game, I think that there ever was, you know, especially in the arcade. I just, it stood out to me, you know, the music and the, and the aesthetic and everything, and it's pretty cool anyway. I think it was released in '85 originally, I'm pretty sure, so pretty old horror game there. Yeah, it's so weird that they haven't tried to reinvigorate that franchise somehow. Well, they kind of have. They kind of have. They did a couple of times. They had Maximo or whatever it was called, but it really, I didn't really like them. They were kind of 3D. That was in the 2000s. Oh, wait,
2: you're right. Never mind. Yeah. I knew
1: this. And then they had a new one that just came out, which was more retro style. And i got to remember what it was called, and I've been meaning to play it. But that only came out a few years ago, I guess. Was it? You mean, is
2: it one of those spiritual successor games where it's not called Ghosts and Goblins, but it's the same type of
1: game? No, I think it might be, and it might be by the same company. But it's, it's gone back to its roots as far as... It's a side-scrolling, low-pixel kind of game, you know what I mean? Mm. Instead of trying to go into, yeah. Okay. It's called Ghosts and Goblins Resurrections.
2: Okay. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love the go-to, <laughs> like, what should we call our sequel? If you're not going to put, like, numbers there, and there's just some guy, it's like, well, it's either retribution, uh, resurrection, revelation, <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just, like, five words that people always slap on the fucking... Yeah. Well, how about this?
1: Yeah. How about we slap on, some cool music hell yeah it's your turn I got another phenomenal track here this is another banger Uh, there's been really good music coming out this month man and this one's by Fool and Wave Shaper another awesome collab and the track is called Encounter
2: and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters Waylon Kasky Geospatial your friendly neighborhood Raccoon Petey and Bob Newmark of the Cargo Cult Luau happy Halloween to you all and this is Fool. So you say Fool, does it stand for something? F-O-O-L, because there's periods
1: after all the letters. Maybe. Hmm. I just thought it was Fool, like, for some reason it reminds me of, and I'm probably completely way off here, but, like, the character in People Under the Stairs. I don't know why it makes me think of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well, it's appropriate
2: on this Halloween. <laughs> this is Fool and Wave Shaper with Encounter. Encounter. Was encounter by Fool and Wave Shaper, a spooky collab on this spooky uh, Marco and Andy Power Hour celebrating uh, Halloween. And uh, that uh, was brought to you <laughs> Sorry, by really my awesome.
0: <laughs> <Oakland>. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs>
2: That was brought to you by my very spooky Patreon supporters like Alex Seligson, A Star Apart, Restless Nights, and Honeybeard all in the $25 club. You guys are all cool, and uh, that's what makes the world go around is cool people on this spooky Halloween. I guess we should probably talk about Dead Heat. I was just about to say that. Yes, we
1: should. (laughs) We should. We watched it specifically for this episode, so it's a classic.
2: Yeah, so this was, uh, you know... To be, now that I've canceled a lot of my streaming services... Um, well, that's not even true. I just canceled two of them. <laughs> uh, I can't cancel. Disney, you cancel it, but it's like for the year. And then mm-hmm. uh, now that they're getting the Doctor Who license, I probably have to keep Disney. <laughs> that's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just canceled like HBO and uh, uh-huh. and some of the... Uh, what, what am I... What did, this is stupid. So anyway, we watched this movie called Dead Heat, <laughs> which has like... <laughs> I know I sent you the video, but it has the most annoying poster I've ever seen in my life.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're fixated with that thing.
2: Dude! Okay, so for people who don't know, it's this its this movie with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Well, it starts out, it's like some weird kind of buddy cop sort of movie, but you know something's kind of off because like the level of violence is really high. Like there's a shootout at the beginning and they're like shooting these bank robbers or these jewelry robbers that aren't dying and they just, they take a lot of hits. And then it becomes like kind of science fiction-y because there's like this resurrection machine. But the point is on the cover, it's fucking Treat Williams and he's like the uptight, they're cops. and. And he's like the uptight one who wears a suit, and Joe Piscopo's the cool one who wears like a fucking tight shirt and a fucking leather jacket, and he like doesn't
1: play by the rules or whatever. That shirt is so fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the poster is like just the two of them, but Joe Piscopo is making like this huh face. <laughs> and he's got these kind of googly eyes a bit and this sort of m- short kind of mullety haircut and he just looks so stupid. Like, the look on his face is so <laughs> annoying and every time I scroll past that picture and see his face, I sent you a video when I was on Tubi and I just fucking yeah. zoomed in on his face. it's <laughs> like, fuck, this is so stupid looking. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's a classic. I, I watched it. Probably the first time, maybe ten years ago. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a pretty funny, entertaining B-Greg movie. And then we watched it again last night, obviously, in preparation for this show. But I don't even know where to begin. There's just so many funny scenes and funny things that happen in this movie. I think it's edited pretty well because you don't really get bored at any point. It's not too overdrawn out or too long. And there's a lot of action in it, which is cool. But yeah. What were your thoughts on it, Andy?
2: (laughs) First of all, I'll tell you what I loved was that it was an hour and 20 minutes. So that was my favorite thing. (laughs) I'm a big fan. The second I saw the runtime, I'm like, "This is awesome!" You're making a B movie, man. Like, I'm I'm just done with fucking four hour movies. Like, they should stop. I just yeah, I'm fucking over it too. It's frustrating. So I think what was <laughs> this is sort of a thing that happens with all B movies is they just they're tonally they're always sort of off and weird and like the directors make weird choices and like right off the bat the second there's like these jewelry store robbers and they put on these weird masks it's like so instantly the masks they're wearing already make you go what a weird choice this movie's making (laughs) come on what are those masks? They're like kind of I don't know. those wrestling masks from like the 30s or whatever that just <laughs> cover the top of their head. But like you can still pretty much see their whole face. And then they put on these weird masks. And then the tone of the movie, it's trying to be a, like a horror comedy. Like I think that's what it's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You know,
2: like an Evil Dead type thing. Yep. But it doesn't quite have the... Like, Evil Dead works, <laughs> I think, well. You know, like where it like blends the comedy and the horror aspects like really well. This movie's sort of like... The tone is just sort of confusing where you're sort of like, <laughs> what is this movie? Like, at the beginning, there's this shootout. And they're shooting these uh, diamond store robbers. And they don't die. So they just keep on getting hit. And there's like blood everywhere. And they're just killing all the cops. Like, there's all these police right. officers. But then Joe Piscopo is like making jokes. Right. (laughs) They're acting like, just like, oh, just another day at the office. Hey, Roger, a
1: little too early in the morning for this, isn't it? Why aren't these guys dead? We've hit them about 50 times, Maybe they're just flesh wounds. Will you cover me, please? Can I borrow your car, Lieutenant? Absolutely not!
2: Didn't 10 police officers, like, your co-workers just die, like, in front of you? Like yeah. if you just, They're getting blown away, but, like, <laughs> I think they're trying to play the scene as, like, a comedic action scene, mm. except so many of the cops are dying that yeah. it's like, what a weird choice of tone I here it's, like, it's just it just feels wrong you'd be
1: having a fucking laugh
2: yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah. oh you know and, then, and then, the, then the one guy like oh you always never play by the book and he's getting all mad at treat williams and it's just like
1: dude like your fellow officers are getting mowed down like dude and then i know and he goes wait till the sergeant hears about this and then they get grilled <laughs> in the office afterwards and they literally took him out you're more worried that they didn't follow the book then there's 10 police officers and how many lives they probably saved by killing them (laughs) like I don't that scene is weird (laughs) But the whole movie is like
2: that. Yeah. Where it's like every moment, just like there's just be these scenes where you're like, shouldn't the characters be taking this more seriously or should this movie be a lot sillier in order to really sell the comedy aspect, you know? So like, that's why this whole movie is so weird to watch because it's sort of not any, like I I get that they're going for the fucking horror comedy thing, but it's just either not enough of any one thing. And so it just comes off as weird, but it was still like Mm -hmm. entertaining to watch, but it's definitely like... a weird movie this is <laughs> like just yeah. i want to keep talking about it but i want to listen to a, another track first okay i would like to listen to some scandroid Ooh. on this spooky halloween there's a cool track called shadow of the drones it's brought to you by my awesome spooky patreon supporter i just keep saying spook i don't even try to find <laughs> you do you keep <laughs> <saying> halloween <laughs> synonym <laughs> It's just spooky, whatever, fuck you. Uh (laughs) Not you, Marco, I mean the listeners. Uh So, thank you very much to my awesome Patreon supporters, Johnny Five and Ken Giroux, Forged in Neon and Joshua Winter and Toots. That's right, happy Halloween to all of you, and I hope you dig some Scandroid. This is Shadow of Drones. Shadow of Drones by Scandroid on this spooky Halloween show. Marco and I are just chatting about the film Dead Heat, which we uh, just watched. (laughs) Definitely enjoyed that one. So what happened next? So we got this shootout. Oh, yeah, then, (laughs) like, the movie's so weird. Then they they get this call because Treat Williams' ex-girlfriend works at the morgue. Right. Because they want to see the bodies because they want to know why those guys could take so many bullets. Mm -hmm. And then it just does this hard cut to, like, this weird mangled corpse that's on the fucking table at the morgue where it's just like a head and like an arm (laughs) and then Joe Piscopo
1: had these weird lines yeah, they're supposed to be funny, but they're not really.
2: They go to that drug lab to follow the lead because, like the the morgue lady's like, you know, there's this chemical involved in like these two guys being like zombies or whatever. So, like, so they go to this company, this drug lab where the who bought a bunch of the chemical, and then there's a secret room. So, there's two rooms. There's a suffocation room, yes. with <laughs> like a decompression <laughs> chamber where they kill animals that they do animal testing on, and then there's another room which is the secret room you're not supposed to go into. So treat. Well Williams is like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take the lady away, and then Joe Piscopo is like gonna sneak in afterwards, and so he just goes, yeah. I gotta take a leak so bad my teeth are floating, was the line. <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh, you know, Miss James, I gotta take a leak so bad my teeth are floating. Is there a little boy's room around here? I just got
4: pee down the hall. Excuse me
2: what a weird line and then he walks around the corner and then just walks back and he opens the door and then this is where the film just gets even weirder because up till this point it's just like this weird kind of action comedy sort of thing and then it just goes full sci-fi because in this room is the resurrection machine and it's a big like sci-fi set it's sort of like a circular room with this weird machinery and like this giant machine in the center of the room and then he just starts fighting this monster yeah which actually looked pretty good there was a few
1: actual makeup effects in this movie that were actually good yeah, that thing was freaky. It had, like, two heads molded into one. I don't know what was going on with his head, that weird zombie thing. But
2: Yeah, now, having seen the whole movie, I don't know what that was supposed to be. <laughs> because at no point did they say they were making mutants in this place. No. So what was that? Oh, I don't know. Was he a resurrected person? If so, why did he have a mutant face? Beats me. Like, seriously, but- what was that? Like, I just. <laughs> But then he starts fighting this mutant, but no one's really Mm. acting like it's as weird as it is. Like, like the whole direction of this movie,
1: like, no one ever acts the way that you would... Right. So they're fighting this thing, and they're still cracking jokes. Like, this thing's almost killing him, strangling him, and he's still cracking jokes while it's going on. It's like, fucking what the fuck? Aren't you freaked out (laughs) by this fucking mutant thing?
0: What is this thing?
2: Like, up until this point, this movie wasn't, to the point of view of the characters, this is not a science fiction horror movie yet. And so the fact that, like, just a mutant walks out and they're just like, who's this guy, you know? <laughs> like, it's not even weirded out. And then uh, Treat Williams just gets uh, locked inside the suffocation machine.
1: Oh, dude, this scene just always, like, it, even the first time I watched it, It's just a fucking... There's a hallway and there's just a door into a decompression room. (laughs) It is completely dangerous. There is no safety protocols whatsoever. So he just gets locked in there. Once it gets activated, you just can't stop it. But
2: it's a weird decision, again, to the tone of the film that, like, this is a comedy, and how do you kill off the guy? Well, he gets, like, suffocated in a room, which is a decompression chamber to kill animal-testing animals. Like, it's not necessarily, like, a fun or funny death. No. It just makes you go, like, what an odd choice, like, to suffocate. You could have just got shot or something. Like, there's so many other things that would have been, like, quicker and, like, simpler, but the
1: fact that they kill him that way is just weird. And then what's weird to me is after that happens, so he's dead, and then they cut to another scene, and he's sitting there, and his partner's all devastated. And then um, the doctor turns up, uh, whatever the hell her name was again, yeah. I've already forgot. From the morgue? Yes, the lady from the morgue will just say that. So she turns up, and then the next thing, they're just sitting in that decompression room. He's sitting on the ground, just chilling. With a dead body, I'm yeah. like. After what happened, wouldn't you want to get the hell out of there? Like, well, I just, also, it's so weird. <laughs> again, so
2: now that lab is a crime scene because there's all these cops and stuff like in the lobby. Yeah, and no yeah. one's acknowledging that there's a mutant. Like they fought a mutant right. man. Like, but no one's even talking. They're just like, oh, weird that your partner's dead or whatever. And then Joe Piscopo does his like sad acting, and he's like, he died <laughs> the way a dog's supposed to die. <laughs>
4: got locked in the decompression room. Died the way dogs are supposed to die.
2: In a compression yeah. chamber? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just such a weird line. doesn't make any sense. And then the morgue lady just understands instantly how to use the resurrection
1: machine. Yeah, right. She just knows.
3: This is how they do it, Doug. This is how they resurrect the dead.
2: Get out of here. They just take Treat William's body into the other room where the resurrection machine is. Again, there are cops in this building, but they sort of forget. You know, they had, like, the one shot they filmed of, like, all the police officers in the lobby. And they just never really acknowledge that there's
1: police officers in this building again because they just take his corpse. (laughs) And there's a resurrection room. There's a resurrection room. None of the cops have investigated it. (laughs) And they just take the body, like you said, of the partner in a room and they just resurrect him. And no, but it's not a big deal. Well, no
2: one acts like anything
1: is a big deal in this movie.
2: <laughs> like, if my day started with invincible jewelry store robbers and like half the police squad murdered and then like fighting a two faced mutant next to a resurrection machine, like I feel like I'd say something about it. Anyway, look, we'll keep talking about this stupid movie, but we <laughs> first we gotta go to a break. So, uh, let's do that and we'll be right back.
4: Son, I want you to have this.
2: My keyboard.
4: You kept it. Aye. Ah.
2: <laughs> I thought you hated my music.
4: Son, I know that you're not like me, you're your mum. We'll take care of farm, but you have a gift. And you need to share your music with the world. I will, Dad. Dad.
0: This summer,
1: witness the true story of the man who created the music the world would hear with Adam McNabb.
4: The play your music from every speaker in the world.
0: Alex Chod as Mr. Cisco. Hey, kid, I hear you got a song for me. And Andy Last as Tim
2: Carlton. Yeah. I got something you might like. People are out there on hold every hour, every day. They're sitting there listening to the worst music there is. Tim, it's enough. Who
0: cares? God damn it, I care. I care.
1: Discover the true story of Tim Carlton, the man who created the greatest whole music of all time. You
0: motherfuckers like music!
1: Ah! Man,
4: this is a jam. What is this? I call it Opus Number One. Oh, well, my wife was dying and I called the hospital and they put me on hold. And then they played your music and your music brought her back. Your music brought her back to me.
2: Please Call me Tim
1: Opus number one The Tim Carlton story Rated R for graphic violence and sexual situations
2: back they didn't give a release date for that movie so it might be a to be original we'll have to see and speaking of which uh, i'm here with marco on halloween and uh, we're talking about the movie dead heat so uh where were we so treat williams he got uh, suffocated in the animal kill chamber and then his ex-girlfriend and joe piscopo brought him back to life and he he doesn't have a heartbeat and they're like oh that's weird and then at one point he he turns quickly and cuts his arm on some glass, and that's when you find out that oh, like he doesn't bleed or whatever. Yeah. But the cut—I don't know if you noticed this—like he just basically turns and just kind of lightly brushes against like some like some bottles that break. Yeah. And then when it cuts to the wound on his arm, it looks like he got like slashed with like a sword. I know. It was like this like this giant cut. Yeah. But like what he did with his arm just would not warrant a wound that big. That's yeah, ridiculous. Then they they go to question like there's this lady who works at the lab. She's just the fucking person who does their PR or whatever, and then uh, then you find out that Vincent Price is in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She's like, oh, I got a tape from uh, my, he was my dad or whatever. I guess she doesn't say that till later. And then Vincent Price is there, which I will say because he's only in this, he's in two scenes. He's in this scene on VHS right. where he's like dying, and then, uh, spoiler alert, he's like the main villain at the end, I guess. And uh, his performance is actually really good. <laughs> he's better than everybody else in this movie. Like, he was, yeah. I think what I love about Vincent Price is he's just one of those guys that just, he just knew Like, he was just a B-movie actor, always in these, like, kind of schlocky, you know, horror films in, like, the 60s and 70s and shit. And so he just gives it. You know, there's some actors who I feel like they look down, like, oh, their career is in a slump and they have to act in a B-movie and they're sort of bored to be there and they don't give a proper performance because it's, like, it's beneath them. And I think what's cool about Vincent Price, I don't think, I don't think anything was beneath that guy. No. I feel like he would just do any sort of schlocky horror film and
1: he would, like, just, he would still
2: show up and act properly.
1: I know, and he, his performance was amazing. It just fit into that movie so well.
2: In Canada, we had this weird show called the Fanta What the fuck was it called? The Fantastic... F- House of Frankenstein. Right. Something like that and it was like this weird show where it's like this one guy who played like multiple characters and it was filmed on like VHS in like a TV studio but it was like a horror like kind of Halloween themed weekly kids show and Vincent Price, they probably had him for like one day and he recorded all these things where it's just him sitting in a chair reading like spooky poems for kids but like even then it was just like they must have paid him like 10 bucks because it was like some like low budget Canadian production <laughs> but he still showed up and he's like still reading the poems all creepy and being Vincent Price and like, he was like super old at that Such point. A and Such a legend. Such a legend. Yes, I used to remember that as a kid, like whenever that haunted fucking Frankenstein. What the fuck was that show called? Uh.
1: Anyway, listen, is it <laughs> is it your turn to play a song? I think it might be, but I just want to say real quick, sorry, just before the relationship between uh, Vincent Price and, oh, I think her name's uh, Randy James in the movie. Uh, she's the PR lady for the company. It's never really explained, because at first she says it's her dad, the father, mm-hmm. and then no, it's not. It's just somebody he took under his wing or felt sorry for or something. And then it mm-hmm. turns out that I don't want to spoil it for it, but it turns out that as long as she cooperates she can have eternal life or so. I I don't really understand what the fuck that's about. So
2: yeah, the movie was not really well plotted cuz like it just it <laughs> there's so many plot holes where like at one point they go to Vincent Price's
1: yeah the crypt it's like a crypt yeah, or the something crypt. yeah
2: and there's a clue that gets left behind because at this point you're like oh Vincent Price is dead and all these other rich old people are dead but there's a clue left behind and then Treat Williams figures out that that clue means the fucking uh, the guy who runs the morgue or whatever but then you find out that Vincent Price is is the bad guy and he's still alive and and he wants to basically use this resurrection machine to get all his rich friends to say give me half your money and you can live forever but then it's like if he's the bad guy why
1: was he leaving clues for the good guys to find anything like it's just (laughs) and it's such a weird clue. It's in a fucking lamp. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> was like, blood in a lamp. It was like, what the hell? It was a
2: phone number written in blood, but then when you looked at a phone, the numbers corresponded to letters, which corresponded with the license plate of the guy who <laughs> ran the morgue. And it's like... <laughs> Anyway, okay.
1: play, me, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> play me a song. All right, I got a song here from uh, probably an artist that hasn't been featured on the show before, any uh He's called Zombie Nick. He hasn't released any music for a while, I believe, but he has got a new track called Arise. Just in time for the Halloween season. And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters.
2: So a very happy Halloween to Sarah Bueckleman and Rachel Bueckleman. Hey, we did their birthday announcements too. So happy Halloween and belated birthday. And Gene Creamer, Private Eye, Hampus ML, and Rawr. You guys are all cool. Now let's listen to this. This is Zombie Nick with a rise. <laughs> Let's go. That was Zombie Nick with a rise on this spooky
1: Halloween Marco and Andy Power Hour. I don't think he's released anything for a few years, so it looks like he's got a new album coming out soon. He released uh, album teaser about a month ago, and and then this track. So um, hopefully something good coming out soon. Well, listen, man, I like something good. <laughs> well we got to talk about this movie still a, like not to get ahead of ourselves but what cracked me up as well was the names of the characters too like you had uh, Detective Doug Bigelow so like straight away I'm thinking of fucking Juice Bigelow even though this came out before yeah. but I'm like alright well he's the ridiculous one and then you got fucking Roger Mortis that's <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs>
0: That
2: one was ridiculous. Again, when I watch movies like this sometimes, I do watch them, but I don't necessarily pick up on character names or whatever. And so, I knew they kept on calling him Mortis, like, you know, Detective Mortis. Yeah. I didn't know his name was Roger until I looked at IMDb, and I was like, "Well, okay, so we got a, a nice little rigor mortis yeah. joke there, I guess." But it's so stupid cuz like who the hell's last name is Mortis? Like it just it, it just feels so silly. <laughs> but some of the positives of this film, well, I'll I'll start with a negative. <laughs> I was going to say some okay. of the positives Oh, like, all right, I think like the movie itself looks pretty shitty. Like it's one of those underlit grainy footage B movies, you know, where like it doesn't look great, but it did have some good practical effects so like we did mention that mutant costume and uh, it's got a lot of squibs for all the action scenes so lots of fucking blood Mm -hmm. hits and silliness and stuff and there's this ridiculous sequence where they go to Chinatown to follow a lead and then the guy in Chinatown it's in like a butcher shop they're gonna ask this guy a bunch of questions and he's like yes let me just uh, and he's like presses this button and then all of a sudden the ceiling starts shooting electricity just like the resurrection machine and then all the dead animals come to life and start attacking them. That scene was something like, okay, like, this is something out of, like, an Evil Dead movie. But it just feels so weird that it's in this movie. <laughs> like, just the tone of it. Because, like, the costumes are really creepy. Like, at one point, there's a fucking cow carcass, like, without the head. Like, where it's just, like, the, you know, like, the skin or whatever. Then there's a pig. The pig carcass is freaky. And then I think at one point, like, a liver or something is that just what that is? rolls down the ramp. I'll and then s- it's stuck to treat <laughs> William's face. Like, because it wasn't even, like, yeah. an animal. It was just, like, a boy blob yeah.
1: that just rolled down. And I was like, why can't he get it off his face? It's like, it's just a fucking liver. it didn't even make sense.
2: Because the whole time, too, like, Treat Williams is starting to decay because he's a zombie, and then they find out, like, you only got 12 hours to live, so there's, like, this time limit where he's brought back to life, but he has to basically, like, solve the case and figure out who did this before he
1: basically dies and, like, falls apart. Right, right, they give him, like, 12 hours to live or some shit, right? Before he fully yeah. decomposes or some
2: crap. Yeah, and it's so stupid because the way that the movies directed no one acts like there's a time limit happening yeah so there's like scenes where they just stop and like go and sit down and read articles in the newspaper or whatever and it's like you remember how you only have like fucking a few hours to live like it just seems you'd think you'd just be like running and going the whole time yeah but th- the thing that got the biggest laugh for me was when joe piscopo shoots the pig yeah. the dead pig that's like attacking him and he shoots it and it just goes flying across the room into the wall that's right
1: that's it from now on i'm a vegetarian all right this little piggy's going to market that's
4: gross
2: there's something about the effect that was awesome and then there was a great line where the girl there with she's looks at treat williams you know because he had been shot and damaged and stuff she's like oh you're hurt like, lady i'm fucking dead <laughs> like that line it was awesome
0: hey you're hurt lady i'm fucking dead
1: it's just so stupid Well we have to talk about that scene With the fucking They set up this whole premise that happens And it's just to have a gay joke Yes yeah. We have to talk about that It's ridiculous So his lips are starting to go a little white or whatever yeah. So they have to stop at a fucking I mean he's got time for this right He's got 12 hours to live But let's stop at a pharmacy and get some lipstick Yeah Because right? that's important <laughs> So what colour did you get? Uh, Mulberry wine It's a good choice Brings out your eyes Go to hell. Miss the spot.
0: Where? Right there. Don't touch it, I almost got it straight here. I love it when you get angry.
2: Because Joe Piscopo was on like Saturday Night Live and then he left to have sort of a failed kind of movie career. And so I think this was like, you know, like we got this comedy guy in this movie. He'll like riff (laughs) and like do some jokes, you know, and his riff is basically just like to do a gay voice and just talk with a lisp and just say that brings out your eyes. Yeah, it's just the whole reason for that scene was just for him to do like the gay voice. Yeah. There's this ticking clock, but then there's just this shot of him just walking out of the fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> drugstore just with the fucking
1: lipstick and, and they, he puts <laughs> it on and then and then they uh get the girl, the p r lady Randy James or whatever, and then she questions like what's wrong with your face or something like that, and he goes, and he's wearing this ridiculous lipstick and he's like, "Oh, I cut myself shaving he's <laughs> <It's> like oh, <laughs> right." and then he just wipes it off straight after anyway. So I'm like what was the point of all that? You yeah,
2: literally the whole the whole reason for that entire sequence was for Joe Piscopo to talk with a lisp, and that's like the punchline. Like that's it. Like that's like the whole point of oh, all of that. <laughs> like all those setups, oh. all those camera shots. Just like, oh, this will be hilarious. The audience will love this. <laughs> so stupid. Um, you want to play a song? Yeah, yeah. I'll play a song. Uh, let's see. I got this cool one here from Zodiac. Zodiac is cool. And this is from the album Van Dead. I think maybe you played a track from this album a few months ago, but it's cool. Because oftentimes, you know, when you play a, a song, like I'll go on Bandcamp and buy the album. Uh huh. Then sometimes it'll be in my playlist in the background and a song will come on I'll be like hey this is fucking cool and Zodiac makes some fucking cool music yeah, definitely yeah really good stuff so uh it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters very horrifying individuals on this uh Halloween like Albion Algorithm and Gary Heather and of course we will never forget the immortal Chrysalia Lane and uh this is Zodiac with Akiri Fury by Zodiac, from the album Vandetta. and on this Halloween, Marco and I are talking about the movie Dead Heat.
1: There's genuinely some good scenes in it that I enjoyed, like I thought that was pretty good. It starts off ridiculous, like the one where he's in the ambulance, and you know he's kind of got superhuman strength and he can't die, so they just put him in an ambulance and they just handcuff him to the fucking stretcher. It's like what you thought that was a good idea so anyway he, he ends up kicking it and whatever getting the steering takes off the park brake and it rolls down the hill and it sets on fire and shit as cars do in those movies and then they have him in a body bag that police turn up and then he just unzips it himself and he comes out and that i really like that scene okay i gotta say that was funny he just comes up to the cop and he's like, faces all burning and shit. Everyone's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then he shows him his badge. He goes, I'm going to need your gun. And he's like, all right, here, take my gun. And then he just <laughs> takes his bike and rides off. I love that scene. I don't know what it is. Detective Mortis, homicide.
4: Here. Here. The cop. Surprise.
0: I need your gun, officer.
2: So his partner, Joe Piscopo, there's one scene where Treat Williams, like, even though he's still on a time limit, like, well, me and the girl are going to go fucking check out some other thing. And then Joe Piscopo's like, all right, well, I'll see you later. And then they go back to her house, Treat Williams and uh, Randy James, and then Joe Piscopo's dead. And he's, like, upside down, hanging upside down in, like, a fucking fish tank or something.
1: Yeah, that whole scene is fucked up. I literally legitimately did not even understand that that was Joe Piscopo. I didn't either. I figured it had to be but I was like, I can't see him. That I mean, they mentioned the name but I'm like, is that him? And I'm like, it's gotta be. But that's just fucked up. Like, why would they do that? Like, And not really explain it or show you what happened or anything.
2: This has all the hallmarks of the B-movie thing where like, one, the characters are not behaving like this is serious even though that's literally his partner. Yeah. And then it's also the B-movie thing where they probably just didn't get the right coverage or they ran out of film or they ran out of money or something i think so like when he's upside down it's like some weird dummy that didn't even look like him and then there's one shot where his body is on the table and they don't even do a close-up and it's sort of like they're purposely trying to hide his face like it was like it wasn't even him you know like it was a different actor it was like a stand-in yeah yeah and they don't do a close-up. Like, there's no shot to finally, like, just say, this is his partner, which is just weird. You know, if you're watching any other movie and a main character dies and they just sort of, like, kind of die off-screen and no one even mentions it or talks about it, it's just, what that's an odd choice <laughs>
1: to make, like... Even them separating, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, what? They go to the crypt to go see what's going on with that Vincent Price or whatever. And then Joe just says, oh, I'm just gonna hang out here, I'll catch you later. I'm like, w- what? I was watching it at the time, and I forgot what happens. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was seemed really rough to me. Stood out. And then, like you said, then they find him dead.
2: And then. The next scene, yeah. Randy James just had a shower.
1: Yeah! His
2: partner's dead.
1: Oh, I'm just gonna go take a shower.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just cuts to her in a towel after having had a shower. You know Tree Williams is gonna die. Like, he's like, why would he even yeah. stop to like, well, I guess you can go over shower even though I literally have hours to live before we fucking bust this case. I know. But this leads into like what was the best effects. Yeah. Because then she basically says, actually, I lied. I'm not Vincent Price's daughter. I was just some drug addict and they told me I could live Forever, but uh I gotta whatever. But then she just starts to melt. But actually the the effect of her melting looked really good.
1: It did. It did. It was pretty freaky.
2: Right up until there's a scene where her skull starts talking, like where <laughs> and then when the skin disappeared, that was a really bad, like kind of green-screened effect of like the skin yeah, disappearing off it. the skull. It
1: kind of ruined it with that bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, up until that point, it was like actually mm. some really good practical effects to the point where I was like that's really good like because half of her face like kind of started to droop and melt and Mm. it was really good like I still I'm still wondering how they did that actually because it was her it wasn't like a fake head because like the one half Mm -hmm. it was her real face so that was a fucking weird thing but then that led into the most fun bit of the movie is when Treat Williams has half his face burned and then basically just has like a Terminator moment because bullets don't hurt him so he goes back to the lab where Vincent Price has now revealed his plan and then Treat Williams just walks in and just starts shooting all the security guards but he's like the Terminator because when they shoot him he doesn't get hurt
1: right
0: (laughs)
2: and then there's a scene where he has a shoot out with another guy who's invincible, and they just sit there shooting each other for like two minutes. That
1: is hilarious. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And they're
2: doing some very silly, like, wiggling acting, because there's a a point where they just stop using squibs, and so they're just sort of, like, jiggling like they're getting shot. (laughs) But then it's awesome, because then when Treat Williams walks into the resurrection room, and he just starts shooting the old people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cause he's got an Uzi, and he's just like old ladies (laughs) Um. and old guys just get blown away. Like it's like that was awesome.
0: Get him! Get him! Get him!
2: We'll wrap this up soon, but we got to listen to some more music. So I want to listen to this cool track from Droid Glow, which is awesome. A nice dark synth track, so let's do that, and then we'll keep talking about Dead Heat. This is Droid Glow with Street of Madness. was Street of Madness by Droid Glow. And I'm still here with Marco talking about stupid dead heat. (laughs) So anyway, so Treat Williams just came in with a machine gun, so they're in the room with the old people and Vincent Price and the bad guy coroner dude. And then to prove that the machine works to the old people... Vincent Price brings Joe Piscopo back
1: to life. Of all the people, they bring him back. Like, okay.
2: And then he's like a mindless zombie, so then the bad guy's like, oh, kill Treat Williams, and then he's going to kill him. But then Treat Williams reminds him of his humanity or whatever and breaks him out of being like a mindless zombie by repeating back to him the gay joke from earlier in the
1: movie. Like yeah, that's, that's the
2: thing. That's literally the payoff to that oh. is he does his own gay voice and then that reminds Joe Piscopo that he's his friend.
4: Doug, remember the lipstick? Mulberry wine? Brings out my eyes. Roger? Roger!
0: Hiya, Doug. Welcome to Zombieland.
1: Yeah, but that's gotta be some subversion shit or something. I mean, what? The gay joke is what brings him back. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, oh, so, wait, are they really gay? Anyway, whatever. No, it's I just...
2: honestly, I think it's literally just, it's the 80s and some straight guys yeah. talking with a lisp is good enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we did it, guys. <laughs> like, that was the one part that was actually funny was the bad guy is just like you're not taking me and then he shoots himself
4: oh no you are not gonna take me <laughs> you cheated me god damn you mcnab you cheated me
2: and then treat williams gets mad because he was cheated of his revenge so they just throw him back on the resurrection machine to bring him back to life
1: yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that they can kill him because apparently you can't do it twice And he knows that. Yeah, again, like,
2: I love these movies where they just understand the rules of things they can't possibly know, where it's just like, oh, but (laughs) if we resurrect them twice, then they'll
1: explode. Like, what? (laughs) Why? How do you know that? (laughs) Yeah, how do you even know that?
2: Hi, Doc. You want to see what happens when you resurrect somebody twice? Not really, anyway that was dead heat and then they walk into heaven like i feel like that's how the movie ends they walk into the light
1: yeah that's what it is right and then they're still talking with gay jokes and stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing movie amazing stuff
2: yeah so all in all man that was uh dead heat how many shrimps on the barbie do you give dead heat out of 10 out of 5 do you want to do 10 or
1: 5 I would, I prefer 10. Uh, I honestly would give it about a seven, a seven out of 10. It was, it's, it's bad. It's so bad, it's good. It's one of those. And it's very entertaining. And as Andy likes, you know, the favorite thing about it is it's a, a short runtime. So even if you don't like it that much, it's not a huge investment. So I think it's just over an hour and 20 minutes with credits. So what do you give it?
2: It's a good question. I would say, I would think it is worth watching because it's so weird. Like, it's just every moment the decisions that are being made is like, you're just like, what is this? Like, is this trying to be a mainstream movie, but all the decisions are so odd? Like, because this went to theaters. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just picturing like, all right, print it, boys. Like, the movie's finished and like, like send it off to the theaters. Like, what do you think audiences are going to make of this fucking
1: weird <laughs> movie? <laughs> like I wonder what would have thought of it if I had seen it when it came out. Because when I was younger, it was a little bit more... That kind of movie would have been a bit more up my alley, even though it is B-grade. Mm. I'm just curious, because I didn't see it until about 10 years ago, so that's all. I never heard about it, nothing, until recently, but it's one of those movies that comes back, I guess, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, imagine being an adult and going to see that when you were back in the day. <laughs> just the tone of it is so... Everything's, like, off
2: just a little bit, and it just makes it really weird. It's not as zany as, like, no. an evil dead or whatever, so the horror aspects play sort of weird. At the same time, the comedy is just sort of a little off and doesn't quite match the level of weird violence and, like, the kind of the more gory things. Like, when that lady melts, yeah. that's just, like, weird. And it's it, it looked great, but it's also, like, tonally, is just like, what kind of
1: weird movie is this? <laughs> like it's just I know, and it just happens out of nowhere. It's like, why? Why is she melting all of a sudden? <laughs> like, you don't even explain it. It's really, really weird. Like, it just comes out of nowhere. She just had a shower. Why does she bother having a shower if she's just going to fucking melt? <laughs> you know? It just none of it makes any sense. Dude. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, she just had a shower. She's all clean, and now she's going to fucking melt. That is an, That's one of the best
2: questions that's ever been asked. Uh. why'd she have a shower if she's just gonna melt
1: (laughs) I mean she did she have no idea it just out of nowhere or was she not Uh. getting a treatment don't explain any of it but see this is the thing they have the resurrection machine and you only allowed you can only live for 12 hours But apparently they have something else, because Vincent Price is talking about eternal life. I mean, they don't really explain it. They must be... They've advanced... I don't know. I don't know. Do they have some sort of... uh, Is it that chemical that they're talking about earlier in the film? So they don't explain any of that shit.
2: Well, that's what's great. You know, you have a movie like this that allows you to use your imagination, where you have to fill in the blanks, (laughs) because, like... (laughs) Um, Do you have uh, another song to
1: play? And then maybe we'll fucking uh, wrap up. Uh, I do have one more track to play this week. Uh, Yeah, there's an awesome new EP that came out from WLDV or We Love Dolce Vita. It's a cult liturgy EP, uh, three track EP, uh, really good dark stuff on here. And the track I want to play off it is the title track Cult Liturgy.
2: Alright, right and that was cult liturgy by wldv on this spooky halloween show and uh, marco and i have been listening to cool music and talking about silly things but we can probably wrap it up i guess sounds good yeah
1: dinner's almost ready yeah do you have any uh, spooky halloween things to say not really, but we're planning on doing some cool stuff, so there's a few, like, I don't know what you call them, those horror house, fun house things, so um, I've actually got a week off over Halloween, because uh, I was supposed to work Halloween night, and I was like, fuck that, I want to have the night off, and yeah. do some cool spooky stuff, as you would say. So we're going to see what happens, maybe watch a movie, but I don't know, I just hope everybody has uh, a nice Halloween, and um, yeah, I hope you get plenty of candy. <laughs> we actually have a box of chocolates right
2: now, and I am eating all of them. Because I can't help myself. My wife will just buy candy, and then it's like, if it's in the house, I'll
1: eat it. Of course Like, I just can't not. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I work in a candy factory, so there you go. (laughs) Um, Do you you have many people trick-or-treating in your area, do you know? Or is this your first Halloween there? No, because we did Halloween last year. Mm -hmm. We did some cool
2: things, because, like, my dad's house is an old Victorian house, so it's it's already, like, kind of creepy uh, to look at. And then last year, we did... I'm probably going to do the exact same thing I did last year, to be honest with you. Uh Because, like, I have a bunch of LED lights just from, like, filming videos and stuff. So, there's a bunch of, like, green... So, I basically, I did green floodlights in all the windows Mm -hmm. from the inside of the house. So, like, at nighttime, like, all the windows were lit up green. And then I shone some red lights on the house. So, like, the house was sort of lit up red, but the windows were all green. And then uh, we had, like, a smoke machine going at the front door. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And, like, my wife did some decorating and put some uh, things on the front yard and stuff like that. So it was cool. So we'll probably just do that again.
1: Like, just Did you get many trick-or-treaters? There was a few turned up? Yeah, we did. Oh, that's awesome. We don't get any here, unfortunately, because we're out in the country. I mean, my wife said they used to get some in the 90s but they, pff, in early 2000s, but we haven't had anybody in so long now. So it's kind of sad a little bit, I guess, because if we did, we'd probably put a bit more effort into it and um, have, I mean, obviously we have candy ready, but just in case, but we end up eating it ourselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we never really used to. To do much yeah like you know like we just have like a bowl of candy but we just figured like well you know <laughs> now that we're all here and like the house is already creepy and so last year was cool like a lot of people were like standing around like taking pictures and stuff because we did we were like the house that looked the coolest uh-huh. at least in this part of town so that was fun so we'll probably
1: keep doing that i guess cool yeah mm. halloween It's great. great. You have a great Halloween, Andy, and uh, it's a pleasure doing this
0: show.
2: Well, you too, man. And I should say, you know, one of my uh, awesome supporters, a guy named Jersey... And every once in a while, Jersey will uh, send me a PayPal donation. He'll write a silly quote. And we got one here, a, uh, a totally true quote from Synth Zoo. I think it's appropriate because it's, uh, invincibility lies in the chill wave, the possibility of victory in the dark synth. And today was a dark synth day. To be honest with you, now that I read that out loud, that doesn't make any sense. But the point is, Halloween is a time of, of spookiness. And I hope everyone eats lots of candy and has a good time and watches Dead Heat. Go watch Dead Heat and tell me in the comments how you felt about Dead Heat starring Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. That's it. That's all I have to say
1: about it. (laughs) That's all we got? Alright. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Have a great Halloween! Spooky!
2: (laughs) Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at Patreon.com/slash/BeyondSynth. Thanks for listening.